0: I am super tired, I am so, so tired, (laughs) but I am going to do today's reading and then I'm going to sleep. Oh, sleep sounds so good right now. Okay, so let me pray and then do this reading and then go to sleep, okay? That's the plan. (laughs) Heavenly Father, please sustain me as I read your word, help me to glean from its goodness and help me to respond to you in fullness in faith and repentance. I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Chapter 11 of Jeremiah. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Listen to the terms of this covenant and tell them to the people of Judah and to those who live in Jerusalem. Tell them that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says cursed is the man who does not obey the terms of this covenant, the terms I commanded your forefathers when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the iron smelting furnace. I said, Obey me and do everything I command you and you will be my people and I will be your God. Then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your forefathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey the land you possess today. So and I answered, Amen, Lord. So Jeremiah's job is to listen to the terms of this covenant and then to speak this covenant to the people. This contract, this agreement between God and his people, this contract with, which began with their salvation, he brought them out of Egypt, but now ends with them uh, receiving this land of milk and honey, which they live in right now. So um, imagine, uh, like you have an apartment, you know, you live in a home, and there's an agreement for you living in this home, for renting this home. And God says, if you break this agreement, you're cursed. Verse three: Cursed is a man who does not obey the terms of this agreement. Verse six: The Lord said to me, "Proclaim all these words in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. Listen to the terms." Of this covenant and follow them, from the time I brought your forefathers up from Egypt until today, I warned them, again and again. Uh, uh, where am I <laughs> saying, obey me? But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubbornness of their evil hearts. So I brought them, brought on them all the curses of the covenant I, co- I commanded them to follow, but they did not keep. So. Their forefathers, the ancestors, broke this covenant and God punished them. That's what he's saying. Verse 9, Then the Lord said to me, There is a conspiracy amongst the people of Judah and those who live in Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their forefathers, who refused to listen to my words. They followed other gods to serve them. But the house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken the covenant. I made with their forefathers. So their sons have repeated the sins of the fathers. They've refused to listen to God. They've broken the same covenant, the same terms of the same agreement. Therefore, this is what the Lord says, I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. The towns of Judah and the people of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to whom they burn incense, but they will not help them at all. When disaster strikes. You have as many gods as you have towns, O Judah, and the altars you set up to burn incense to so that shameful god Baal are as many as the streets of Jerusalem." So specifically the term they broke is idolatry. They've worshipped false gods, gods of their own making, which will not save them from breaking this covenant. You know, God's going to pour out judgment on them. All their gods are not going to save them verse 14 do not pray for this people nor offer any plea or petition for them because i will not listen when they call to me in the time of their distress so they don't even pray for god's forgiveness for this people verse 15 what is my beloved doing What is she doing in my temple as she works out her evil schemes with many (laughs) can consecrated meat avert your punishment so this worshiper is thinking of idolatry as she's offering up worship to God in his temple. So that's how wicked their hearts are. Their hands are offering up worship but their hearts are thinking about idolatry, idolatry, idolatry. And God says when you engage in your wickedness then you rejoice. You know, your true heart, your true joy is given to another. Verse 16, the Lord called you a thriving olive tree with fruit beautiful in form, but with a roar of a mighty storm. He will set it on fire and its branches will be broken. God will set on fire and this fire will have this roar of a mighty storm. Imagine an explosion. But he'll set on fire this tree that he planted, this beautiful tree that he saved and he grew and bore fruit, but God will destroy out of his anger and in his judgment. Verse 17 The Lord Almighty, who planted you, has decreed disaster for you, because the house of Israel and the house of Judah have done evil and provoked me to anger by burning incense to Baal. Verse 18 Because the Lord revealed their plot to me, I knew it. For at that time he showed me what they were doing, I had been like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not realize that they plotted against me." So Jeremiah was clueless. He was like a lamb led to the slaughter. He didn't realize that there were people out to kill him, but God revealed their plans to him. And God said, uh, well, God told them what they said, "...let us destroy the tree and its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more." but O lord you who judge righteously and test the hearts and minds let me see your vengeance upon them for to you i've committed my cause so jeremiah says avenge me (laughs) jeremiah says you know destroy them for they've plotted to kill me and this is quite surprising because previously jeremiah would say forgive them you know he weeps over them but no no here jeremiah says avenge me pour out your judgment upon them Verse 21 Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the men of Anathoth who are seeking your life and saying, Do not prophesy in the name of the Lord, or you will die by our hands. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says I will punish them. (laughs) Their young men will die by the sword, their sons and daughters by famine. Not even a remnant will be left to them, because I will bring disaster on the men of Anathoth in the year of their punishment. And so it gets very specific because God mentions judgment on a specific town, Anathoth. And Anathoth is, 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 is um, Jeremiah's hometown. So Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 1, he is the priest in the land of the town of Anathoth. And it's the men of Anathoth in chapter 10 who plot to kill him. Because he keeps speaking prophecy, he keeps speaking God's word to them. He says, if you keep doing this, we'll kill you. And therefore God says, I will punish them not just because they've broken my covenant but because they've rejected my prophet, they've rejected you. So (laughs) what do we learn from this? Uh, Two things we learn about prophecy and the prophet. Now prophecy is reminding people of God's word. You know prophecy is not just saying tomorrow is going to rain or telling something in the future But prophecy is bringing people back to God's word. You know, Jeremiah is told to remind people that there is this covenant, this agreement. If you obey God, you will be blessed. But if you reject his word, you will be cursed. And that's what he does in speaking prophecy. But secondly, the prophet, the prophet is Jeremiah, who's rejected by God. No, rejected by, by God's people because God's people have rejected God's word. And therefore God pours out judgment on them. Uh, But interestingly, you know, this, this description of a lamb led to slaughter should remind us of Jesus. And so it shows us how Jesus was the true prophet. He was rejected. He was killed for speaking the truth about God's judgment to God's people. But there is also a big difference with Jesus between Jeremiah and Jesus in that, you know, God pours out judgment on the people, in the case of Jeremiah, but in the case of Jesus, God pours out the judgment on Jesus himself. Jesus is killed for the sins of the people. Jesus takes the wrath of God upon himself so that the people can be forgiven. And Jesus says, doesn't say, oh, avenge me, but Jesus on the cross as he's being killed, as he's being rejected, says, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And so in Jesus, therefore, we find the truer, greater prophet, the one who speak God, speaks God's words of vengeance and justice, but also of mercy and of forgiveness. And In him, we find you know, God's fullness of, you know, of, of, of that fulfillment, of how he will restore his people, uh, how he will bring us back to him. Sorry, I'm really tired, (laughs) so let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the greater prophet in Jesus. Thank you for his word that brings us back to him, that not just convicts us of our sin, but enables us to trust in you and to repent and turn back to you. And uh, in so doing, fulfill your word of righteousness and fullness in him. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for this word. We need it. We need these reminders. And thank you, Lord, for the true word in your Son, Jesus Christ. Who now intercedes even for us right now. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 11.